This is the Love That Album Compilation Edition, covering soundtracks, tribute albums, best ofs, box sets, and more. This is Eric Rainmaker, and you are listening to Stompin' at the Savoy by Benny Goodman and his orchestra from sometime in the 30s. Today we're going to be talking about a couple of oddball compilation releases. First, we're going to talk a little swing music, both the, the original stuff and the 90s version. Then we're going to talk some uh, 80s new wave. Yeah, we'll get to that. But starting off, we're talking about compilation called Swing Great with an uh, exclamation point and greatest hits from RCA Victor. This is one of those compilations that I saw a lot of back in the 90s and into the 2000s. My copy I actually picked up at a Borders Books on the big island of Hawaii back in 2006 when I was visiting my uncle there. We uh, needed some tunes for driving around and had a little money in my pocket, went into Borders, bought the Swing, Greatest Hits, along with Alejandro Escovedo's uh, Boxing Mirror album, which maybe I'll talk about that someday down the road. But for today, we're going to be talking Swing. We're going to be talking about 1930s into the 1940s pop, danceable jazz music, big band. We're talking Count Basie and Tommy Dorsey, Artie Shaw. These are, these are names we all know, and of course... Gene Krupa, the greatest drummer of recorded time. At least in my opinion, I know that there's some dissension among the ranks, but uh, forget John Bonham, forget Keith Moon, give me some Gene Krupa. It's not a lot to say about swing. I mean, it was a popular music for dancing in the 1930s, especially in New York City. The Savoy Club was a uh, big deal. It was a uh, place where the, uh, the currency of popularity on the dance floor was your skill, not the uh, money in your pocket or the color of your skin. You had a mixture of mainly whites and blacks who were involved in the music in the scene. And this is the music that the generation, at least in America, we refer to as the greatest generation, kind of grew up on. And this was their, their popular music. This was, you know, 1930s. So we're talking 30 years, 35 years into recorded music when the 78 was, uh, stable format and people were starting to hear music on the radio and record players were around but you know it was the depression so it was mainly a radio and a live experience and this carried into of course the early 1940s and at least in America swing is kind of the shorthand soundtrack for World War II just think of any World War II film 
You know, they, they can automatically put in Glenn Miller and, you know, Artie Shaw and know that it's World War II. style swing did not rely on vocals although occasionally songs would have vocals you know there are plenty of famous uh, swing tunes that feature singers like Billie Holiday Frank Sinatra even in his early days worked with the Tommy Dorsey orchestra but by and large it was a big band instrumental format it's kind of an interesting side note talking to uh, musicians who were around in the 1960s at the start of heavy metal and hard rock and loud music would tell about going to these clubs that had formerly been supper clubs where people would go and dance to swing music and they you know, always said that the old guys at the club would balk at the, the claim that the new hard rock was so loud and they would just say, yeah, you should have heard the Count Basie Orchestra or you should have heard Duke Ellington in his day. I find that as a form that, that swing is a uh, music that oftentimes crosses generations. So if it's uh, summertime where you are and when you're listening to this as it is here, you're going to be going to parties or barbecues or just having picnics in your backyard with multi-generations of your family. That swing is something you can put on that, that people will enjoy and engage in. I often remember being at a friend's wedding, oh, probably 15 years ago now. And the DJ at the very beginning was playing some swing style old jazz and everybody was really liking it and then they started getting into the typical wedding DJ nonsense and you know the, the groom actually went up to the G DJ and said can you, can you go back to playing the Count Basie and the Glenn Miller because it, it was that popular and crossed lines. Now this compilation is not probably the greatest compilation for swing music but if you are looking to dip your toe into the uh, waters of the original swing music era. You know, this is a solid compilation. And, and when it was sold in stores, it was often pretty cheap. I think I paid probably eight 
or nine dollars for my copy. Um, and I'm sure if you find them used, that they go for a lot less. But there's a lot of great compilations out there. You get more in depth. Once you get your uh, your foot in the water, there you can kind of find out whose style you like, whose style you dig, and pick up some of their old records or cassette tapes or CDs these days, and uh, enjoy. So. We're going to play a little bit of the uh, classic, probably the one of the two great swing songs of all time, uh, Glenn Miller's In the Mood, and when we come back I will be talking about the next generation of swing. I had mentioned that uh, In the Mood is probably one of the two great swing songs everybody knows. The other one is the one we're listening to now, which is Sing, Sing, Sing. And this one is covered by Lee Press on the Nails, who were my favorite, and probably in my mind the best, of the 1990s swing revival. Now, I know some people really dislike the whole swing revival thing, and I think a lot of people didn't understand it or get it. Basically, it got tied into the whole movie Swingers and these young hip guys in LA going to see swing music at the Brown Derby and trying to dress like you know, their grandparents did back in the 1930s and 40s. Really, I think what the neo swing movement was all about was punk rockers, mainly former punk rockers or musicians, reaching back just beyond the 1950s rock and roll era to uh, pull out the energy and the vibrancy of the music that, like I said, the grandparents' generation or my grandparents' generation listened to in their youth. I think that swing had a primacy and, a, and an energy and an emotion that 
resonated with the audience of the 1990s and that it was very much uh, like grunge, which was a reinvention of punk rock with the addition of everything else that had come since the 1970s. This neo-swing music, you know, some of it was very slavishly attached to the original style, but some of it was about people having fun playing music, seeing music, dancing to music, and it was just a way for a generation to differentiate themselves from the dominant generation. Whatever happened, whatever people think about it, the one thing that it did lead to was a lot of young people going back and checking out the music and records of a previous generation. You know, I like to think back to, there was an episode of the show Freaks and Geeks, where the character played by Jason Siegel talks about, you know, the big rock drummers of the day, and the dad pulls out the, the Gene Krupa records and go, there's a drummer for you. And uh, I think that, that kind of resonated with, with people discovering that, hey, there was this music before rock and roll. And at any rate, this compilation is really cheesy. It's called Next Generation Swing. And on the back, it even says Gap TV commercial theme song because it has Louis Prima's Jump, Jive, and Whale on here. And uh, I don't think I really need to play that for everybody. And then there's a bunch of bands that some of which you've probably never heard of. Stupid names like Alien Fashion Show, uh, Wally Swing World, that kind of stuff. And not to you know, cast aspersions on any of those, because I honestly, they don't really resonate with me. But on this compilation, you get Brian Setzer's orchestra, you get somebody covering Zoot Suit Riot, you get the Royal Crown Review, you get the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, and as I said, you get Lee Press on the nails. You know, this is one of those things that you pick up out of the cheap bin at the, the record store and you throw it in your car, and it's just solid neo swing. So let's check out some of these tracks. Travel my way, take the highway, that's the best I'll get your kicks on Route 66 It winds from Chicago to L.A. More than 2,000 miles all the way What it was you by a lack Through inspiration from the need so many Problems to crack and miles to fade. Crooked was the path and brazen was the walk. A cocky swagger up the ladder. Could he ever talk? Last around, I, I do it again. The rascal king behind the bars of the board in front of them. Last around, I, I do it again. Down Teddy, he's up on those drums. Hey, Ferlinghetti, stop those flapping gums. It's all Greek when you speak, like some gas might say. No mystique, just a freak from the gold. We started off there with a little Brian Setzer doing Route 66, the classic, I guess, great American songbook song at this point. 
that has been recorded and covered in probably every single style. I'm sure I could find a heavy metal cover of it if I wanted, maybe even a dubstep. And then uh, the Muddy Muddy Boss Tones, who were definitely more of a ska band, but the, the Neo Swing Revival also paralleled the third wave ska revival in America. And I think swing and ska are both related mainly by the uh, horn section that's in, involved in each band. But I think that that's a prime example of using the music that had come since the heyday of swing to influence uh, not a new sound, but to kind of reinvigorate the sound by bringing in other elements. And then now we are listening to the song Daddy-O by a band called Dave's True Story. And I, it's obviously about the beats and the beat, the beat culture came on the tail end, not even the tail end, you know, just a decade after swing, basically. You know, this was the, the free bebop jazz era. This was the next thing that jazz really did in a big way. But it's interesting to hear somebody bring in the, the, uh, the, that whole culture into kind of a swing uh, milieu. So we're going to wrap this up and I'm going to move on to something a little more poppy. We'll say this, that if you uh, really want to know more about Swing, the PBS Ken Burns Jazz Series, I believe, had two episodes on Swing, both of, we- worth, yeah, both of which are well worth checking out. You know, Swing music, it's good for you. It's good for the family. It's low pressure. It doesn't cause anxiety. So check it out. And if you're one of those new vinyl fiends, you'll probably find a lot of old Swing records at your local you know, discount store or charity shop or whatever you call it. So we're going to head on out to something that's uh, literally a million miles away. And we're going to talk a little bit, better, bit about that also maligned 1980s pop confection known as New Wave. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the ritz. Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes and cutaway coat, perfect fits. Putting on the ritz. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in the midst. Putting on the ritz. Have you seen the well to do? So, that in fact is Putting on the Ritz by Tucko, who is a Dutch German electronic artist that seems to have made a career in the 1980s of taking old. 1930s, 1940s swing and popular tunes and turning them into electronica dance hits of that era. So maybe a new wave really isn't that different from swing music. This comes from the Just Can't Get Enough New Wave Hits of the 80s Volume 10 from the fine folks at Rhino Records. So the Just Can't Get Enough series was a multiple volume series that was released starting in the early 90s. Back when Rhino Records was really hitting it out of the park with their CD releases and CD projects. A couple episodes ago I did cover the uh, DIY compilations, or at least a couple of them, and this was the same era that these were coming out. Basically they would uh, round up a whole bunch of you know, one-hit wonders and kind of uh, forgotten minor hits by big bands from the era. 
of uh, New Wave and put them out in compilation with nice little liner notes. And uh, who knows how well they sold, but you know now it's at the point when I want to collect all of them. They're out of print and it's not so pricey, but you know it's an investment there. But somebody who really wasn't in the New Wave, you know, I had to, I had to look at these for a long time before I went, oh, there's some, actually some good stuff on these compilations. I mean, I don't know if I'd want a whole record of Taco or The Call or Banana Rama, but hey, a couple songs on a compilation that I can play it once again at a summer barbecue or drive around the car with, great. You know, I just happened to uh, pick up this volume solely because it was probably the cheapest one on Amazon at the time. But I do have another one that we'll get to in a few minutes because they did have a, a couple of themed ones beyond just the volume of, hey, here's a bunch of cool stuff. So let's talk about New Wave for a minute. When you think New Wave these days, looking back at the 80s, it seems like this quaint, big shoulder pads, you know, uh, early techno, teeny bopper craze that was uh, really a label for uh, record companies to sell punk rock without sounding threatening. Well, I always think back to the great 70s punk era commentator Kickboy Face with his comment that there's new music, there's new underground sound, there's noise, there's punk, there's power pop, there's ska, there's rockabilly, but new wave doesn't mean shit because new wave was an umbrella term for all of those sounds. And yes, there was some synth pop and some dance pop in there and some really bright poppy stuff and whatnot, but as these compilations point out, you get all kinds of sounds. So let's check a couple of them out.
let's start off that set with a little bit of the Red Rockers and their song China. From there I went into Rank and File with their song Amanda Ruth and if you're a fan of the uh, Rank and File there you know that they were once upon a time a band called The Dills and they had a song that the first band's name might have been swiped from. I don't know I just thought it was kind of funny. And then now we're listening to A Million Miles Away, of course, by The Tim Souls, one of those great 80s power pop bands that uh, people, I think, have largely forgotten. Well, some people have. I believe that Rollins actually re-released their music on his record label back in the 90s. So that, that's the kind of stuff that you get on these compilations. You get some of that kind of light synthy pop, and you get some cowpunk, and you get, you know, this power pop of the 80s. And by the way, there was a discussion, I think, on the Utopia Parkway episode of Love That Album about the use of the term power pop. That's something I definitely remember coming from the 1980s. And uh, if you go back to that quote from Kickboy Face, you can hear that he was using the term. I believe it's a late 70s term that was really applied to bands like The Knack and Cheap Trick to sell them during that late 70s period when they were trying to differentiate them from the evil pop punk that was going to ruin America's youth. So on this compilation, Volume 10, we've got some Adam Ant, we've got The Jam, we've got Madness, Bananarama, Naked Eyes, but we've also got some stuff that people have forgotten about, like Taco and you know, Rank and File. So um, I'm going to come back after playing a little bit of one more song from this compilation. And I'm going to be talking about the same series, the themed compilation that was New Wave Women. I'll be back in a moment. Flash! There's gonna be an earthquake in this town. There will be houses falling down. The fire hydrants will blow up. The streets will crack, the pipes will pop. It's gonna kill my mom and dad. They are the only... from that delightful little ditty that sounds a lot like Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero thematically, uh, Earthquake Song by Little Girls, to Josie Cotton and her classic Johnny Are You Queer. As I noted, the Just Can't Get Enough series did have a couple of theme editions. They had a Halloween one and a Christmas one, and this one dedicated to uh, female acts. And on here we have the Go-Go's and the Bengals and the Arrhythmics, the Pretenders, Berlin, the Divinals. You can probably guess exactly which songs from each of those bands are on this compilation. At the same time, you have Josie Cotton, and you've got the Romeo Void, and you've got An Emotion, Altered Images, Joan Armitage. All acts whose critical or at least popular cachet has long since vanished. And it's a nice reminder that there was uh, a lot of women involved in, in New Wave. 
because there were a lot of women involved in punk rock, whereas something like, say, heavy metal or hard rock, you know, there were a few women hanging out there, but not a whole lot. Ditto the uh, hair metal that was popping up at the same time that New Wave was kind of hitting its peak. So once again, if this is a, a sound or a scene that you're interested in, it's, it's a compilation as well worth picking up. Both the uh, volumes of Just Can't Get Enough I Have do have really great liner notes written specifically for the, uh, oh, what's this? I just opened mine and I find that there are trading cards in here, music cards. There's one for the Arrhythmics and there's one for uh, the Pretenders. Nice. Anyway, liner notes give you a little bit of a backstory of the band and their their music and how they how they were part of the scene and whatnot. You know, as with those early Rhino Records uh, compilations, it's always worth a read, always worth a look. So, without further ado, we're gonna call this one uh, done for the month. So, uh, this has been Eric Reanimator with the Love That Album Compilation Edition. Uh, I hope you dug it. I hope you. Uh, Get some ideas for some summer music, and you know I try to bring the uh, the more rock and fun stuff that will get you on your feet. And uh, yeah, I try not to talk like I'm whacked out on Quaaludes and uh, MTV DJ or anything like that. So I just need to wrap this one up. We're gonna play a couple tunes and uh, call it quits. I will catch you all next month. Be good. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.